Authority and power are two different things. Power is the force by means of which you can oblige others to obey you. Authority is the right to direct and command, to be listened to or obeyed by others. Authority requests power. Power without authority is tyranny. Mm. Jacques Maritain. Ooh, Jacques. Jacques. I think that's how it's said. Le Pédou. Sorry. No, not that one. <laughs> Jack Lapidus. <laughs> Uh, we are talking about living into your God-given authority today. We are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And today's episode is called Authority Figures. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings. Surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Yes. And before we get into it, we have to give a special shout out to special shout out. our newest Inner Circle member. Yeah. If you don't remember, the Inner Circle is our Patreon exclusive group who mm-hmm. gets behind the scenes. Um, what do you call it? Behind the scenes stuff? Footage. Doc, Footage. Uh, content. Live videos. We just did a live video for them on mm-hmm. Facebook. Yeah. And also uh, merchandise. That's right. So you get like a t-shirt and you can get a mug. And Depending whole, on what tier you're in. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff you can get. Yes. You get one so of these. If you want to know maybe? more about that, uh, go to www.patreon.com. Yes. But we have to say thank you to Brittany. Thank you so much for joining us as our newest Inner Circle member. She is in the round. If you don't know what that means, you got to go to our Patreon page and read all about what that means to be in the round. So um, we just wanted to shout out to her Mm -hmm. and say thank you, of course, to all of our Inner Circle. Yes. You are the reason that this podcast is able to continue each week. Yes. We love you guys. Yes. Now, if you're not in the Inner Circle and you're like in the Outer Circle, I guess, we love y'all too. You're awesome. You're awesome as You're well. You're cool. You're Don't, watching this. You're listening. You're doing You're your amazing. thing. You're doing your thing. But we just want to give a special shout out to those who have been investing time, talent, and treasure into- Treasure? Treasure. 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 I felt like my, right. my dentures were slipping out or a something. Treasure. My treasure. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> into the podcast, all I'm yes. saying. They're investing in us, so we want to invest in them. Anyway. Yes. Um, okay. So today we're talking about exercising our authority. Now- mm-hmm. um, I just want to share with y'all as our, I mean, we're family, right? We're family. Uh, I want to share with you guys where I failed in being an authority figure. So uh, I'm not used to being an authority figure. I know that's weird being as though I've, I served, served as a pastor for several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never saw myself as an authority figure, even as a pastor. Um, when I would say something, I, I don't expect people to like jump or my word to be the last word. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm, pastors, it's a unique kind of authority. Like, yes, you have authority in the office, so to speak, in the position. But yes. yet, as the quote, as our friend Jacques pointed out, like mm-hmm. at the same time, people don't really yield to your authority and until or unless the situation in their mind calls for it. And so, like, yeah, you have an authority, but. People don't have to listen to you. Like you can preach stuff every week, mm-hmm. as many of you pastors do. You know what it's about. And you can be saying things like love your neighbor, forgive your enemies, mm-hmm. you know, do good to those who curse you. you do know, good. Tithe. I don't know. Simple <laughs> stuff like that. And people will look at you and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. But then they'll call you and expect you to exercise your authority in certain things yeah. when it benefits them. And I'm not, this isn't like, that's not a, a general statement about everyone, but if you're a pastor and you've experienced this or you're in leadership and ministry, you've experienced this, you know what it is. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and 
but yeah, being a pastor, I've never saw myself as that authority figure. Mm-hmm. Um, having expertise, yes. Okay. Um, as like an expert in the field of like um, things of the faith, right? Yeah, but theology. I just spend more time yeah, studying doctrine. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to being like, no, you need to do what I say, like having the authority or mm-hmm. exercising authority in my mind was always viewed as like uh, authoritarianist, yeah. like being a, a, a power hungry person. Like a tyrant. Like a tyrant. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Jacques. Um, <laughs> not you, not calling you. Uh, anyway, you call get me it. Jack. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Easy there, Jack. Jack. It's like I'm in the seventies <laughs> just having cool slang. Um, so anyway, that's the background. Not, not a big, well, yeah. In, um, in our current role, in our current ministry, I had, I have to be an authority figure, mm-hmm. um, because I am, I'm in charge, me and Kylie Jo are in charge of, of people and mm-hmm. houses and situations. Um, and it, it's, it took me a little bit to, to live into that, mm-hmm. that no, I have to give direct orders. I have to challenge, uh, people when they're slipping, when they're, when they're falling out of line, when they're not doing what they're required to do, I have to keep people accountable, um, and do it in a way that's not. Um, as passive as when I was a pastor, because when you're a pastor, you come alongside people and say, hey, look, scripture says this. Do you see what you're doing? How that doesn't really line up with what this says. Mm-hmm. You don't normally come alongside people and be like, you better quit sinning. Sometimes you need to, but most of the time you don't. Yeah, most of the time that kind of like approach to it isn't favorable. It, exactly. And so um, I failed walking in my authority um, because I wasn't sure how to do that mm-hmm. given the situation. Yeah. And as... Um, as I got my legs under, underneath me and figured it out, you know, I'm, I think on a good track now, but, um, it, it got me to thinking about this idea, this spiritual parallel that mm-hmm. we as Christians are meant to be authority figures mm. in the world. Yeah. And I don't mean authority figures as in just, you know, thumping Bibles in people's faces, right. but we have been authorized, right? Cause that's where authority, they all have that, that root word. Mm-hmm. We've been authorized to speak into people's lives, truth mm-hmm. and love and goodness mm-hmm. and right right? Does that work? Speak right into lives? Speak the, speak yeah. directly into their lives. Um, speak and rightly. <laughs> speak good stuff. <laughs> and so um, God has given us the ability to not only do good and to do right, yeah. but to also um, operate in good stuff and well, speak good. Yeah. And even from the very beginning, <laughs> speak good. Speak good. <laughs> Just like me. He's given us the opportunity to speak right. Good. <laughs> the goodest. Anyway, go ahead. Speak the goodest that we can good. <laughs> We good speak. Anyway, so from the very beginning, even we see that God gave authority to humanity over yeah, the earth. That's right. He talked about subduing the earth and he talked about um, kind of bringing all things under his authority. Mm-hmm. But we were supposed to go out and be little kings and queens setting up the world as God had designed it um, to be perfectly under his authority. Yeah. Now, of course, the fall created some obstacles for us in that. But that original responsibility is still ours. Still there, we, yeah. we are able to create order out of chaos. We're able to walk into a situation and say, no, this is not the way it's going to be because what's good and what's right is this, which is the opposite of what's happening. Yeah. And as believers specifically, we are charged with that. It's not only something we're given like, you might hear other believers talk about having authority. We have the authority. We come in the power and the authority of Jesus. And there are situations where it's it's called for for us to like explicitly say that, like mm-hmm. outright. Yeah. But in general, we as like image bearers of the living God mm-hmm. um, under his authority are able to walk into situations and say like, no, this is what this is one of the reasons that like social justice movements inherently should be Christian because yeah. we're looking at something that's chaotic and wrong. And that disenfranchises people. And we're saying, no, this is the way it should be. This is the way, this is the good way. This is the right way. Wow. And so as believers in, even in family situations and for us in our context, mm-hmm. even in the church, 
if you're a pastor, you're walking into a new church yeah. where you see all kinds of disarray. You're like, oh my gosh, like this person over here is doing this thing that's crooked. And that what this is, and you have the authority, not only as the pastor, mm-hmm. but anyone who is walking in the power of the Holy spirit has the authority to say, no, this is wrong. Yeah. This should not be the way that it is. And this is, and this is the right way. And this is how we can move towards this good and this right but it, it's really hard when you're dealing with people, mm-hmm. which most of the time we are in situations, yeah. to come in with that authority uh, confidently. Because I remember in this situation we were facing, um, one, we're kind of still learning and mm-hmm. we're still growing in our role, which as as believers in Christ, we're always growing and come learning. On. Come on. Um, but I remember you saying like, well, I think, what's, I think we just need to kind of like feel it out. Yeah. Kind of figure out what maybe what the authority in this situation normally is and see if we can maybe operate under that Mm -hmm. when really looking back at it, it was like, no, we're supposed to be establishing what the order is in this space while we're here. Yeah. And it is temporal. Mm -hmm. Like there's a, an element of that that I really find to be uh, freeing and a blessing in our current context, but it is temporary. We walk in for three or four days or for, in this case, it was like nine days. We walk in, for this amount of time, this is how we're going to do it. This is the authority that's in place. Yeah. And then when we move on from there, we're not res- we're not going to be necessarily responsible for what happens after that. Yeah. And so which it, is mimics this life. It right? really does. Yeah. But, but one of the things, sorry, I want to go back because you said mm-hmm. something. I think you just sped past. But sorry. I think we need to I tend to do that. That's okay. I think we need to sit on it for us and not sit on it. Sit in it. <laughs> sit near it. Sit next to it. Or, uh, mar- uh, marinate, hands with it. Marinate in it a little bit. <laughs> Let it soak, soak into us. No, you you said the thing about. Um, Social justice movements should be inherently Christian, okay. uh, yet they're, they're uh, a lot of times pioneered by humanistic mm-hmm. um, entities, humanistic yeah, endeavors. Secularism, yeah. Um, wow. Like a lot of times we spend our authority actually defending um, prejudice or we, we spend our, we use our authority to establish or defend something that's unjust mm-hmm. or something that does disenfranchise people. Mm-hmm. And so I think, wow, like that just hit me when you said that. I was like, wow, we, we should be using our authority and, and believers, especially right now with, um, all of the injustice in this world, especially, um, those that lost their lives in, uh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, with the terrorist attack down there, mm-hmm. um, uh, people, Asian Americans being attacked and, and targeted, yeah. like Christians should be speaking out against that. And it doesn't make you the quote unquote social justice warrior. Like that's, that's been used as a bad word to be right. like, you don't care about the actual gospel. You just want to fix all the worldly stuffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the gospel should empower you to use the authority given to you to speak right into situations, yeah. to speak good into situations and to yeah. right wrongs. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's so good. And I think um, a lot of times what, people fear in walking in that spiritual authority uh is or like the relational authority right being able to speak good Mm -hmm. speak uh hold people accountable people fear the response yep because so many times the church has misused their power yeah and so many times christians have misused their power um actually good friends of ours said that like they don't they don't um utilize scripture as the end all be all to their parenting Mm. because they've seen that abuse of like well I'm going to beat you because the Bible says so. Um, I said, you can't do this because the Bible says so instead of being like, because I'm the authority. Exactly. There's a, there's an authority figure like egotism that happens Mm -hmm. where it's like, well, I'm the authority figure in your life. And so therefore it's like, no, 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 no. Like that's never what authority was supposed to be. I think authority is supposed to be a gift. It is a good gift. And the only one who has the absolute authority who has the, the ability to speak in such a way 
um, chose to exercise his, his authority by actually losing it and, yeah. and choosing to take on death on our behalf. And Operating so like, as a servant. Right. And so even yeah. looking at the one with ultimate authority, we see this like countercultural um, like shift mm-hmm. in how he exercised that and how he demonstrated that we would be able to have that authority. He who seeks to be the greatest in yeah. the kingdom must be a servant of all. Amen. And That's so like, Bible. it must is. be reading. I must be, I've been reading it every mm-hmm. night in our steeped in scripture room on clubhouse. Right. Oh, that was like a little commercial at you 11 PM Eastern standard time. If you want to join us, you should totally get Check on clubhouse and do that. Us out. Uh, well, <laughs> and going back to that opening quote, um, those who have misused authority, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times are, in my opinion, again, I've never been in their position, but it seems as though they don't understand that they don't actually have power to change. They can't force people to change. Yeah, you can force people to comply, but you can't force people to change. Well, and even, I mean, we, I think we see, we have seen, at least in with our culture being so, um, having such access to, say, law enforcement and, mm-hmm. and how they do their job. They can't even often force people to comply, and that's part of the issue. Is even with the authority they yeah. have, and even with their public office and their public standing, oftentimes yeah. the issue is that they can't force people to comply, and so they resort to um, practices that are not authoritative, but are rather manipulative, yeah, and, and outright violent, and yeah, power, uh, power hungry, and but tyrannical. And <laughs> got one more thing to throw in there. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but even what you just said, they don't have the authority to or the power to uh, force compliance. A lot of times we as individuals don't have the power to force ourselves to comply. Come on. I mean, Paul says like, I want to do what's right, but so many Uh, times I can't do it. Like I can't even make myself the good that I should do. Exactly. But I, but I don't. So that shows it's the sin in me. And so we have to understand as, as believers in Christ that we do have an authority, but it's not our own. Yeah. Right. It's like the centurion that says, Hey, I'm a man under authority as well. And I know if I give a word, people jump when I say jump. And mm-hmm. so we are under the authority of Christ who has the ultimate authority. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that our authority is lesser than it means that our authority doesn't, um, originate in ourselves yeah. because if it originated in ourselves, it would be lesser than. Yeah. And it also doesn't mean like, I really, I, I get super confused sometimes and I get a little bit uncomfortable with those, um, statements about Christian authority pertaining only to, um, either con- pertaining only to spiritual things mm-hmm. or hyper spiritualizing everything mm-hmm. to where our authority, like now we're speaking over and speaking into things Talk to your money. that we ought Tell your not, money to- we ought not to be speaking over because we're overstepping, we're presuming on things, mm. um, whether it's okay. grace or our authority. And so then it creates this, it, it just makes me uncomfortable oftentimes because I see the witness of the church marred mm-hmm. by people using using spiritual authority in a way that it shouldn't be used. Yeah, Just like we see, you see <clears> law <throat> enforcement me, using authority in a way that it shouldn't be used. So then it makes all law enforcement look bad to some people. Yeah. It does the same thing with the church. Yeah. And I think the, the areas that we should focus on are authority. And again, this is my opinion mm-hmm. and my understanding of Christian community and the areas that, that are needed in our, our culture, our society and in uh, the church in America is like, we need to, to step into those spaces where we're calling sin, sin. Mm-hmm. We need to step into those spaces and using our authority to um, challenge oppression. We need to mm-hmm. step into those situations and use our God-given authority to hold others accountable, yeah. especially those in the church, yeah. especially those who call themselves brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. and yet are operating in sinful or worldly ways. Like we need to step into those spaces. Like as much mm-hmm. as you can um, talk to that sickness and call your headache to not be, and I'm not saying you can't do that, but what I'm saying is, yeah, that, that's cool. But how much better would it be if you stepped into the public sphere and you called out 
those who are oppressing others. You called yeah. out uh, bigotry, systemic racism. You yeah. called out um, oppression of, of the least and the lost of migrant workers. If yeah. you stepped in those places and you actually spoke out against uh, the people in your life who are living in sin, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You Like how much more beneficial to the kingdom would that be yeah. as opposed to you just being able to command your sickness or command your money or, or whatever. And again, yeah. I'm not sitting here saying you can't do that. I'm not going to argue biblically about that. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying is there is a still more better way that, that yeah. God has called us to use our authority in ways that build the church up, that build each other up and that um, shine like Jesus's light yeah. into this world. Mm -hmm. um, and so like we fail to hold people accountable because yeah. we don't want people to be mad at us. We fail to, to call out sin because we don't want people to be upset or we don't want to um, be ostracized because we're saying uh, that the way someone is behaving is sinful. Yeah. Well, um, and we, we fear yeah. the repercussions. Like, of course I, I think don't in, fear in, the repercussions. In, <laughs> it's I, remix. Okay. <laughs> I feel that the, in our context, the repercussions are relational and in most contexts um, they are. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so there's a, and there's such a pressure, um, to, you know, you want to build connection with people. You want to have those relationships that mm -hmm. last and I, I would say the relationships that outlast someone being offended because I told them no are the ones that are worth investing in. Now, if, mm. if the relationship so fizzles mm -hmm. because I said no or because I said not right now or because you set a boundary, I set a boundary in place and I stuck with it. Mm -hmm then maybe that relationship was not meant for me to pursue in the first place. Like yeah, maybe because it's operating outside of the boundary that's God given. And that's yes. good. And, and there's, there's freedom in that. I think, um, for us, there was a little bit of like, Oh, like I want to make sure that I'm not overstepping or make, I want to make sure that like I, I give room for that relationship to be formed. Mm -hmm. But in truth, we, and we've said this before, we operate better within boundaries when mm -hmm. we know how far we can go. We, we feel more comfortable. And so, um, one of the things we've learned just in the past like 12 days is being able to set those boundaries and to to walk in authority, not over people, not lording it over people, mm -hmm. because scripture speaks about that as well. But uh, having that authority to say, here's where I stand. Yeah. And here's how here's where here's how far you can go in this. Yeah. And if you overstep this, there is a consequence and we're going to work through that. And I'm here to work through it with you. Mm -hmm. But understanding that that's not. Um, that's not authoritativeness. It's not lording it over or having a, a tyrannical mindset. Yeah. That is, um, it's the authority that figures out how this is going to work best for the other person. And that's mm. something you had said, like we're doing the things that we do and we're calling out sin and we're calling out, um, the areas where we need improvement. It's not for us to say, well, I'm in charge. Therefore you have to do it this way. Exactly. Yeah. It's to say there's a standard and I want to help you meet it. And there's a standard that, um, that helps you to thrive. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is those who we have authority over mm -hmm. in our jobs, our, our, our families, wherever, they won't always understand that. Yeah, how many times, yeah. How many times do kids say like, Oh, my parents just don't understand or people just so uptight and they, yeah. just, they never let me do anything because they're so focused on what's in front of them. They're not realizing like, Oh, when this person said no to me about going this place they were actually protecting me because there was something violent happening there and they didn't want me to be, to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, and one of the things you were talking about in, in, in setting that line and saying uh, that the other person basically you'll, you shall not pass, you'll go this far <laughs> and no further. Yeah. Um, it just reminded me of that, that passage where I believe it's James. It says anyone that knows the good they should do and doesn't do it for them, for, that, is for them that is, a, that is sin. Mm -hmm. um, for me, the fear had always been, that I would step into a, a position of authority, at least once I, I, um, the Lord got a hold of my heart, right. Mm -hmm. That I would overstep my authority and that I would become that tyrannical, especially 
um, understanding power dynamics of male versus female, of adult versus child, of, you know what I mean? Just in my life, understanding the the areas where I have privilege and the areas where mm-hmm. I have um, a God-given power dynamic and trying to be a good steward of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the fear was always, I don't want to overstep my bounds. Yeah. But what I'm realizing is that more than not, Christians understep their bounds, which is mm-hmm. just as sinful. Mm. Because if you're not actually wow. living into the authority, right? It's like if you're um, like you're playing zone defense, those of you who do uh, no, no sports, right? If you're playing zone defense, you're in charge of defending this zone. And then the, the person, your neighbor is in charge of defending their zone. And so if anything happens, if um, the offense enters into that zone, um, it's your responsibility to challenge them. It's your your responsibility to step into that space. But if you are so worried about like, well, I don't want my zone to be that big. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to step because, you know, it's really close to there. And they could probably get to it closer mm-hmm. than I could. Um, wow. No, but this is your responsibility. And if God has mm-hmm. made you responsible um, to the truth that you know, to the good that you know, right? Because mm-hmm. anyone that knows good, it says knows good they should do. So you're therefore responsible to that. Mm-hmm. And if you shrink back, if you if you step back away from that authority, then you're actually sinning in allowing um, others to to cross those bounds that God put you there to challenge. Yeah. And not only that, in your sinning, um, does it not only hurt you and put you in this uh, position where you've relinquished your authority to the enemy, mm-hmm. uh, you relinquish your authority to sin, but that also leaves room for others to be damaged. Yeah. Because you may have you stepping in and calling out sin like. Um, Nathan and David, right? Mm-hmm. Nathan called out sin when when David uh, murdered and uh, murdered Uriah and raped Bathsheba. Nathan stepped in and was like, "Hey, man, no, like that's sin," and mm-hmm. risked life and limb. Like he could have been murdered. Yeah. Um, had he not done that, David would have went on unchecked, mm-hmm. and who knows how many other times he would have stepped into that. Yeah. Right. So him him being responsible to the good that he knew in that moment actually protected others from being harmed. Mm-hmm. And he risked something and he felt challenged and he felt opposition, but by living into his God given authority, mm-hmm. he was able to, um, to not only, um, deal with the issue at hand, mm-hmm. but who knows how many more issues he prevented yeah. by, by stepping in in that moment. Yeah. Well, and looking at another kind of authority figure in, um, in, in scripture, you have Saul who was was oftentimes more afraid of those relational repercussions. Yep, 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 yep. Um, to the point that he did not exercise the authority, um, the power that God had given him in situations. Yeah. Um, he shrank back, and then it created bitterness in him. Yeah, or he tried to exercise other people's authority. Yes, oh He my, tried to yeah, operate yeah. because, you know, back then they had the the priest, sorry, they had the, the king and then the prophet, right? Because that was Samuel and mm-hmm. Saul. Um, so he tried to operate in Samuel's authority, therefore not operating in his own yeah. and beca- and making it a sin for him and making the people of Israel stumble. Yeah. And so like, there's, there's so many ways, and this isn't a thing of like, wow, if you have authority over people, you better be careful because you're going to mess up. Uh, I mean, it, it's going to happen. It, it happens all the time. There's grace in that, mm-hmm. but it is to say we have these examples of people in scripture. If you're a believer and you, you um, look to that of people who exercised authority really well yeah and those who didn't that's right and we can see parallels in those things um, to our own lives and say okay you know am I gonna be am I gonna exercise like the authority of Saul mm-hmm. am I gonna am I gonna try to exercise the authority that Moses had and really understand the authority to delegate yep. and the authority and, and the the ability to do these things in a different way and 
um, one of the beautiful things about scripture and and the roles that we're given and um, the functions that we have in our relationships is there's diversity in thought yes that functions under the unity of the holy spirit mm-hmm. and i think I'm just now starting to learn this. So, I mean, for those that have been in it for a little bit longer and they're like, oh, yeah, duh. But like, <laughs> I'm just starting to see this, like, just like with parenting, mm-hmm. you know, the way that we parent our children, one might look at that and say, well, that's, I don't feel like you're exercising your authority in this way. Mm-hmm. And, but for another family, it may work great. Like yeah. the way they exercise their authority and how, and the nuance of that um, functions well in their, in their family. And so I think, with authority, um, the reason we titled this authority figures, it's not just like a multi- multitude of authority figure. Mm-hmm. Um, it is understanding that authority um, has a different look in different scenarios. That's good. And you don't always have to come in. Um, one, you don't always come in with bringing the hammer down, so to speak, mm-hmm. of like, you're going to do this and you're and you're not bossing people around because that I think is what one thing we, we think of with authority. Yeah. But you're also firm. I think being firm in um, unapologetically firm and unwavering in conviction mm, is what makes good. an authority figure successful. Mm, that's so um, good. Because the people, yeah. I know the ones that I've had in my life who I still look to as authority figures, um, they were firm and they wouldn't hesitate to call out or um, execute consequences, but they also were unwavering and conv- I always knew they were doing it for a reason that was yeah. benefiting me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and if you're one of those people that like, like myself, um, who has to navigate that relational dynamic, uh, because you're, you don't want pushback, you don't want conflict, you don't want people to not like you. Um, you have to understand that you will always face opposition yeah. in anything you do. Right. So even if you're trying to please everybody, then in that moment, you're facing opposition from the Holy Spirit because you're going to feel mm-hmm. conviction in your, in your soul. And so <laughs> the question is, who do you want to be opposing? Do you want to be opposing the, the right and the will of God, or do you want to be opposing, um, sin and wrong and, and bad stuff, uh, <laughs> the, the bad things. And you also have to understand that, um, doing right and walking in your authority is difficult. Um, mm. there's a reason not every person who, uh, starts a business, uh, succeeds. There's a reason not every yeah. person is in, you know, has made it up to be a CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a certain amount of resolve. It takes a certain amount of I mean, also a lot of luck in some cases and a lot of, uh, you know, family inheritance and others, but (laughs) it does take in order to hold a position of leadership. Um, it takes a lot of internal fortitude and it takes Mm. a lot of integrity to do it well. And so it's not easy. It's not Mm -hmm. easy to walk in the God given authority and conviction, but you have to understand that you're not doing it alone, Mm. that, that God is doing it through you. And really your, your, um, your authority is not your authority to control all this stuff, mm-hmm. but it's really you submitting to the authority of what has God already told you to do mm-hmm. and then fulfilling that responsibility. Yeah. He Which is, yeah. for me, like, I guess, sorry, one last thought for me that that takes a lot of pressure off because it's not so much. I have to control so much, so many things and I have to be in charge. And I have to boss people around, mm-hmm. but it's more of, okay, this is what God's called me to do. Mm-hmm. He's already given me this task list and I want to make sure I do it well. And so that's me um, figuring out my authority in yeah. that situation. Yeah. And I think I, the, I guess the word task list kind of makes me think of something different, but I would think of it as he's given us a, a really beautiful roadmap mm. and just had to show me up. Huh? I'm just saying <laughs> task list. Well, for Get me, I hear task list and I think like legalism for me, I'm like, I Oh, I checked it I off. I did it. I did yeah. it right. God, I was in charge. 
Um, but like the roadmap, um, analogy, I guess the image of that is yeah. like, you may find, um, in exercising your authority, like there's detours. Mm-hmm. You're going to find, like, I know that man in the last few days, just the like, okay, I thought that was going to work, but now I have to reroute <laughs> rerouting, um, in order to get back to that destination where we all have that destination. We all have that thing. Um, for us as believers, it's to be united with Christ. It's to mm-hmm. be fully like just one with him in all things. And so as we're being rerouted by opposition, mm-hmm. by all of these things, it's so important to, to still go back to that conviction and to know, well, what is the purpose of authority? Mm. God's purpose and authority yeah. is, <laughs> it's perfect in that he loves his children, is that he wants to completely and utterly show his love to his children, to his creation. He yeah. wants to fully restore it um, to the beauty of all things um, for his glory. That's his purpose in doing it. Our purpose should be aligned under that. Yeah. And honestly, in going back to opposition, like God has the perfect authority and always has, yet he experienced that opposition. Um, consistently. Consistently. Still and, does in our own hearts. Yeah, and so... Um, as far as like getting offended about it or taking that as a sign that, well, I guess I must not be meant to lead or I must, you know, I'm, I guess I'm really not in charge. I think that's one of the easiest things to do is like, well, I guess I'm not the one in charge. I guess you are. And yielding that authority to someone who does not have, uh, should not be exercising that authority. God never does that. God's never like, well, I guess I'm not in charge anymore. I'll step down from the throne. No, actually, um, (laughs) he took up what is it? He took up office as the author as, as the authority and then sat down at the right hand of that authority as well. Mm-hmm. So he has positions of authority, position of service as well. And he executes it perfectly to show us that, no, we don't yield our authority to a power that's lesser. Yeah. We don't yield our authority to those who are um, complaining the most. Mm-hmm. We still operate in that. And we and don't, we don't hush just because people are great. We don't hush. We don't hush ourselves. Don't hush. It, it reminded me when you said that of God being in authority, like the, um, the teacher who's like, okay, I'll wait. Like, Oof. I'm not, I used I'm to not, hate when teachers did that. I'm not relinquishing authority, but you know what? You don't want to listen at the moment, but you will listen. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to be patient. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead. Longer it takes you, the worse it's going to be for go you. Go ahead and yuck it up. Yep. Uh, especially those teachers that were like, oh, it took you guys five minutes to calm down. That's five minutes of recess you're going to lose. Oh, I used to hate that because I was always the good kid. that would be like, I'm being quiet. Why do I have to suffer because of them? Not me. I was always the one talking like, how many minutes? All right, y'all. All All right, be quiet now. She already, (laughs) I wasn't paying attention before. All right, so um, (laughs) practically, Kylie Joe, how do I live in authority? Well, one, you got to spend time with the Holy Spirit. Done. You need to. You need to. Because, <laughs> no, you looked at it on the road. Map. On the road map. Go ahead. Um, in order to know what and how you're supposed to do and say the things you're supposed to do and say, mm-hmm. you have to be able to distinguish your voice from the Lord's voice, which mm. is one of the hardest things. Like, it, yeah. this is why daily we need to be in the word or mm-hmm. nightly, whatever, like regularly. You need yes. to be in the word of God because you'll know what his voice sounds like. You'll you be able talking. to recognize like, okay, this is God. T- like God wants me to, to be in this position and to do it this way mm-hmm. versus operating in your emotions, yep. operating out of your lack of sleep, operating in your logic, logic, or your preference, mm-hmm. um, your biases, believe it or not, biases sometimes can, we think they sound so much like the Lord, <laughs> but they don't. Yeah. Oftentimes you're by, no, 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 I'm sorry. That's Satan. I don't know. I'm I just, or it's just you. Yeah. But we have to really know 
who it is that's speaking. That's good. And who it is that's directing us. That's good. Um, I would say also, in order to live in authority, you need to be in prayer for boldness. Um, and not mm. the type of boldness that's like, oh, I want to go to work. I want to tell this person off. Um, no, but, that can be bold. But that's not the type of bold. The but type of boldness. Daring? Huh? I said, but, but is, is it daring? daring? If you don't know that, if you know that commercial, um, let us know. And then we may <laughs> shoot you a little something. Um, pray for boldness. So in Acts 4, uh, James and John were beaten, right, for proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, the the Jewish leaders in the synagogue were like, okay, listen, we can't really kill you. We can't throw you in jail. We can't really mm-hmm. do anything to you. Um, but just when you leave here, like, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing about Jesus no more. Like, just hush. Shush your mouth. Hush. Shush your mouth and go. And um, the believers the, in Jerusalem, they received James and John back, and they rejoiced. And then they prayed for more boldness to proclaim good news so that they mm. would experience more persecution. And so that's the type of boldness that we that's need crazy. to be praying for. Not the type of boldness that says, oh, I want to have the courage to go up and say all the mean things in my mind mm-hmm. to make everybody feel bad about themselves or to tell this person the way they are. Like, it's not that type of boldness. I want the right. boldness to operate in the spirit in such a way that I don't care about the consequences. Mm. I want to operate in the spirit in such a way that I, I can say hard things. I can speak truth to power. I can, mm-hmm. I can live in this sphere that God's given me and I can be a light in these moments, no matter yeah. what comes. Yeah. And so we need to pray for that type of authority. Yeah. And also this is the hardest one for me. This is so hard because, and if you're a control freak, control freak, Ooh, I need a freak a leak. <laughs> Control freak. Oh <laughs> super my feek, lord! If you're a control feek. freak, stop it. <laughs> He's never gonna quit. Super freak. <laughs> yow. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Control <sighs> freaks. Let's go. If you're a control freak mm. or freak, <laughs> it is really hard to trust God with the outcome. Amen. I yes. love to trust God with the process. I'm like God. I'll trust you to help me know how to do this. But just let me, you know, let me figure out how it's going to end. You know, let me let me work it out. So it's like, way. okay, God, I want this coffee cup filled. I don't care how you do it, but coffee in the cup, this Lord. This cup. Make this it cup. happen. And he's like, but I'm, I'm actually going to put it in the pot. And I'm like, no. I anyway. may not even give you coffee. So <laughs> if you're walking in step with the Holy Spirit, even if things don't seem to be going well or according to how you think they should go, trust that they're going according to God's plan. Because here's the crazy mm-hmm. part. In all the madness, somehow... And, it, and the word says it, all things he mm-hmm. causes to work for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's right. Brother, sister, friend, if you are operating under the authority of God and you are doing or not doing, and, and you're experiencing the pressures and you're experiencing the opposition, just trust yeah. that he is going to cause it all to work for your good. He it's is. So good. He is. It's a promise that you can live under. Mm-hmm. And even so you're going to have to work through that situation. And that's the hardest part is I will find myself like, Oh God, this isn't going the way I want. I, can I tap out? I can I please can reverse? I, can I, I please, can this. I, can I tag somebody else in? I'm, that's right. Yeah. But he's like, no, we endure, we mm-hmm. persevere. And these are other gifts that we're given um, because of Jesus. Like Amen. if he can endure the cross come on, and all of its shame and scorn its shame and then get up, and sit at the right hand of the Father in glory. Then what it, you complaining then, about? Then, what, then who am I yeah. to say, oh, God, no, this isn't going the way I want. Please just get me out of here. No, yeah. it's not the way he operates. I mean, he does rescue us. He is our rescuer. But he doesn't always swoop in and take you out of the situation because it's rough. You know what? Just to, in a closing thought, mm-hmm. um, not to like make a quip out of what you just said, but it reminds You're me You're about that to quip. I'm not quipping. I never <laughs> quip. <laughs> um, but... 
the it reminds me of the saying like the the worst possible thing happened to the best possible person. Come on. Um, because a lot of times people say, well, why do bad things happen to good people? The worst possible thing happened to the best possible person. Perpin. Perpin? <laughs> the perpin wasn't feeking out. Um, what is going on with English today? <laughs> the, the worst possible thing happened to the best possible purpose person, but it brought about the best purpose is what I was trying God to say. God got you back. He, he don't did. like ugly. He did. God don't like ugly. He's he like, let's see you try to preach the gospel after you made fun of your wife. Let's see if you can do it. My prayers were hindered for a moment because in that I was like, Lord, help me. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, sit in that for a minute. Just go ahead and sit in it. Um, but anyway, so bad things, like when you're facing opposition, when you're facing trials, that doesn't always mean, um, unless you're feeling the Holy Spirit check, that doesn't mean that you're going the wrong direction. Yeah. It doesn't mean that your authority is not good. Or valid. Yeah. Yeah. It just means that you're experiencing something to endure. Come on. Something that by the Lord's grace is going to strengthen you for something in the future, but it's hard to trust God with the outcome. And that's why I think practically is one of the most important things for us to do is yeah. to stop and say, okay, God, I trust you with however this is going to end up. Um, we faced some situations um, in our lives the last several years, the last couple of weeks where we're like, God, I don't know how this is going to end, mm-hmm. but I trust you. I trust that. I'm choosing you, to trust you. Yeah, choosing to trust you because I know you mean this for my good. I, yep. I have to believe that because uh, you haven't failed me. Come on. And I don't, I don't believe you're going to. And that's so right. um, we hope that's encouraging to you. We hope that, um, something you've heard today has spoken to you, whether you are an authority figure or not, you, yeah. um, I hope you realize that there are those who look to you mm-hmm. as an authority figure. And we hope that you are figuring, um, what ways and methods and, um, graces you have in that position. Yes. And if this has been a blessing to you, please share it with somebody, please, uh, send a link, text it to somebody, carry your pigeon. I don't know. However, let somebody know about the Nick Smith podcast. We would appreciate that. Yes. This has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith podcast. We are so glad that you joined us and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.